Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. You know me by now, Ben Bolin, video writer, one half of Car Stuff, and... May I introduce you to our own? Scott Benjamin. That's you. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know if you were going to go with a full intro or not, but uh, yeah, that's me. I'm just uh, the auto editor here. Yeah. So yeah. How's that? That was that was awesome. Yeah. I did yeah. I did kind of leave you hanging on <laughs> that's that That's all right. Sorry. No problem. Yeah. You know what? We got a uh, topic here that you got, uh, got all excited about this one, Ben. Right. Yes. And uh, I did too after I read about it. I, I think mm-hmm. this is a good one. This is this is uh, something that we've been doing for a little while recently, and we've got some pretty good response to our history of mm-hmm. or story of type episodes. We yeah. covered, you know, Henry Ford, Colin Chapman. We've covered the Harley Davidson Company. Ah, yep. And we've covered <laughs> we've covered Toyota. Um, we're going to today take a look at a man named. Ollie Evanroot. Yes, and do you know why I kind of made that uh, odd noise there when you mentioned Harley Davidson? I think you do. Why don't you let him in? Uh, well, if you remember, as we're doing the Harley, Harley Davidson um, history of peace, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about um, someone that they kind of brought in on the mix um, there early on in the Harley Davidson mm-hmm. history. Uh, you know, somebody who knew a little bit about motors, and just that, a bit, a yeah. little bit, and that person was Ollie Evanroot, who went on to. Uh, become I, I almost said uh notorious but went on to build a very very successful type of motor and a more than one very successful motor company the first of its kind first of its kind he first built the kind. uh first out okay now you know how it is with inventions mm-hmm. uh the way that inventions are created most often what happens is this Someone comes up with a good idea. They maybe figure out a way to physically show that idea, mm-hmm. but they don't actually make an invention or a product out of it. Someone else uh, may or may not know about that first person 
and they make something that's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then people start communicating. So by the time you get from, you know, someone figuring out that you can get a chemical reaction from gasoline to someone actually driving a car, you have a lot of people involved. Yeah, sure. A series of patents. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, and usually it happens within just a short number of years. Yes. Once people, once they start connecting the dots. Now, Ali Evinrud, therefore, with this in mind, invented the first, I guess you would say, practical, commercially successful outboard motor. Now, there's another guy named Waterman. Mm-hmm. And he invented a motor as well, but it did not do as well. Okay. And what year are we talking here? Uh, we are talking, are you talking about for Ollie? Uh, how about Waterman? Because Waterman, he's the one who actually thought of, yeah, 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 that's right. No, Cameron. Cameron. Cameron Waterman, right? Yes. Okay. He, uh, he invented it, what? It was like turn of the century, right? Uh, yeah, right, like 19, right around there. Like 1905. Yeah, and, and Evan Rood is more 1908, 1909. Okay, so we're talking about, again, just a, a series of just a couple of years before, mm-hmm. um, Ollie comes up with his, uh, his perfected version. Yes, absolutely. And, and before we get there, let's, let's go back to this guy, cause he's actually Norwegian. Really? He was born in Norway. Oh, Norwegian American. Sounds me. like it, I guess, Ollie. Yeah, so five, right. Oli, I think is Oli, how they say it. Oli, Oli, yeah. Oli Evanrud, yeah. So uh, around uh, 1882, he's five years old. Oh, he's born in, in 77. 1877. 1877. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, he, his family takes a boat across the Atlantic to the United States mm-hmm. when he is a wee young tyke, five years old. <laughs> um, I can't do a Norwegian accent. That's all right. So we'll, we'll settle for something else, a vaguely European accent. And uh, – he reputedly spent almost the whole trip in the ship's engine room just watching motors, man. He's five years old. He's five years old. What are his parents letting him do down in the motor engine or motor room? Uh, they're probably five years old. They're probably glad he's not raising cane. <laughs> yeah, you right. know what I mean? And make sure he doesn't fall overboard, I guess. Yeah, right? jumping off yeah. to swim with dolphins. Yeah. Uh, so his family settles down in Cambridge, uh, Wisconsin. He keeps this fascination with machinery and he's working on his dad's farm tools all the time. And then when he gets a little older, he's traveling around the United States and he's working as an apprentice. He's working in factories. He, yeah, he uh, went to like Pittsburgh yep, and Chicago yep. and uh, Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, he went all over the place, right? He went all over the place. He went on a, a kind of journey, but he returned home uh, in when he was 23. This is around 1900. Turned home. He opens up a, Old fabrication pattern making store. And, uh, this is in Milwaukee? This is in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yes. okay. Yeah. And, uh, here's the thing. He, this guy is the town eccentric Scott because <laughs> he's, he's got a shop, right? He's yeah. got a day job. He's got a Clark Kent status. Okay. When he's not working, he's trying to be a full on Superman, uh, of vehicles. He's building his own cars. Oh, cool. Horseless carriages, as they were called at the sure, time. Yeah. And testing them. This is pre-Model T. Yes. This is, uh, this is the dawn, the very dawn of the automobile, right? Yeah. So he's racing this thing around town, road testing it. And, you know, some people are thinking, wow, that's cool. And other people are thinking, who is this crazy man? Yeah, you know? sure. And, um, one person who did like him, uh, was a lovely young woman named Bess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, Ali had a Oli had a crush on her, mm-hmm. and uh, so they are dating before you know it, mm-hmm. and uh, 
they're getting engaged and we're moving toward a happily ever after kind of situation. Sure. As far as Mr. Evanrude thinks. Um, so he'll do anything for this girl. One day, it's very hot in Wisconsin. They're on an island in the middle of a body of water and she says, you know what? I want ice cream. And, oh, brother. Uh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. They're on an island on a hot day, right? Right. Yeah. So we're to assume that they rowed a boat out there, right? Yeah. Okay. They rowed a boat out there at this point. It's a hot day and she says, I want ice cream. And it's like 90 degrees, dude. Oh. Uh, well, now it's unclear. Now let's not paint her as some sort of spoiled person. Maybe – Maybe she – because the dude's in love with her, Scott. Yeah, she might have just – he might have just known she liked ice cream Listen, and asked her if she I know exactly something. how this works. She probably would say something like, uh, you know what? Wouldn't ice cream be good right now? And he's like, I'll be right back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Please. Eager to please. Yeah. Uh, so here's what happens. And Scott's absolutely right. Uh, Oli takes her up on it and he hops into his boat, his <laughs> rowboat, <laughs> rows 2.5 miles to get the ice cream. Oh, no. Gets the ice cream, rolls 2.5 miles back. So the ice cream is melting, as yeah, you can course, imagine. Yeah. And then uh, that's when it hits him. And I just have this picture of this guy. Now, Oli's a big dude. Um, yeah. He's a bigger man. Uh, so I have the picture of this guy covered in sweat, exhausted, and just going in a sudden moment <laughs> of, of just exhaustion-induced clarity going, wait a second, why don't I have an engine on the boat? Oh, I thought you were going to say, here's your d- Ice cream. <laughs> Here's your ice cream. Um, that's more what I would have said. But well, they that's did, me. They did get married. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. They they did finally. Uh, they did get married. So I guess things worked out. And um, but he remembered this thing about the motor. So the next next year, uh, he's been working on this motor all year, mm-hmm. and he starts testing it. The first uh, his first outboard motor that he's built, mm-hmm. and. Uh, not going to lie to you, man. Specs aren't that great at the beginning. I have a picture of it. You have a picture? I have a picture of it. Or, you know, and you know why I have just a picture of it? Why? Uh, this is kind of a, well, you know what? I, not that I'm going to bring in the real engine or anything, but did you know that this original prototype was destroyed by accident? It was discarded? Was it? It was. Someone, uh, someone got rid of, uh, just unintentionally uh-huh. discarded the original Evinrude engine. Well, and also to be honest, it didn't look that impressive. No, it didn't. Now, now we can tell people why uh, that's that comes from the title of our podcast today, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, his his wife Bess uh, was not impressed by this original engine that <laughs> weighed sixty two pounds. Yeah, uh, but because it was iron, right? One, yeah, it was iron and produced one point five horsepower. Yeah, and it doesn't look like much. She called it a uh, coffee grinder. Yes, she said, and his friends called it the knuckle buster. Yes, and that's uh, you probably noticed that in our uh, our title. But mm-hmm. um, the reason they called it the knuckle buster is because the way you started this thing it had a wheel on top, Ben, with a with a crank like a handle. Yes, yeah, like a flywheel engine. Yeah, imagine imagine like uh, you know cranking a Model T engine or something. Mm-hmm. Only it's uh, vertically vertical. Yeah. Wait. Wait. No, horizontal. It's horizontal. You spin it around like yeah, you would yeah, a record yeah. almost, mm-hmm. right? Like you'd, you'd like a record player. Almost. Right. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, you'd, you'd give this thing a couple of quick pops with your hand, and and eventually it would fire up, but you'd have to make sure your hands out of the way, otherwise it's going to smack it. Yeah. Please refer to our podcast on starting a model 
uh, a Model A or a Model, Model T? Model T. Model T. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, very similar in that you got to get your hand out of the way. <laughs> yeah. So that's what his friends called it, the knuckle buster. Uh, and it's probably they they probably said it with bloody knuckles because yeah. I'm sure they tried it out. So he's got this he's got this motor. He's still working on it, mm-hmm. and um, his his wife comes in with some great publicity. Uh, work while he's working on this over the next two years, he starts coming up with a better version of this. Mm-hmm. Now, this is like 1908, 1909. So by 1911, he actually has a patent for an engine that is improved in various ways, but it's, uh, it's Bess who's going. Yeah, she's. She's saying, right in the ads, right? Yeah. She's like, she's like, no, you need to sell this. I've done some math. We need to sell it for this much to make a profit. Mm-hmm. And you also need to start advertising. And he's like, what? I would just, I like building motors. Yeah. He's like, I'll just give them away or something. He's, yeah. like, he's like that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I don't think don't, money mattered as much. No, not really. But do you know how much they were going to sell that original motor for? How what much? she figured? What? $42.50. Now let's remember, guys, this is like, the turn of the century. Sure. He's the, building these by hand in his shop one at a time. Mm-hmm. How much, you know, how much effort that takes to, to put into building that motor and, and to make us a, a he's tiny fabricating profit, the parts. Tiny profit. Yeah. Uh, but $42.50 is what, uh, what Best thought it should sell for. And Ole thought that was too much. People weren't going to pay that. Yeah. Yeah. He thought there's no way. That's a lot of money. No, no, so. no, no. Cause this is just an outboard motor for someone to tack onto a rowboat, really. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. It's, it's strictly about rowboat technology at this point. He's yeah. saying, he's, you know, there, there are inboard motors for, for ships, of course. Sure. There are mar- marine motors. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There, I mean, we're not saying this is the first motor on a boat. Right. We're saying this is the first, uh, um, uh, easily carried with you motor. I mean, it's, it's a portable yeah. motor, really. Mm-hmm. And the idea was brand new. And you could, you could pick it up. Yeah. You could put it on a different boat if you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of the idea like you could throw a, a, any engine on to, onto a bicycle and mm-hmm. make it work. You know, they had kits that you could add to make a bike a moped. Good comparison. Um, same type of thing. This is just for your rowboat. So he gets together and, uh, with a guy named Chris Meyer and Chris Meyer already has done very well in the tugboat industry. Ah. And so tugboat we, magnet. Right. Yes. Yes. Tugboat Tycoon mm-hmm. is what I wanted to say. <laughs> it sounds like a video game. But um anyway, so the the uh Everudes are building all these engines or he's building all these engines. His wife is promoting and advertising and then uh they wear themselves out and Bess orders pretty much orders mm-hmm. uh only to take take some time off. Mm-hmm. And that turns into him promising not to work for five years. Five years. Five whole ones. Holy cow. Yeah. And so they, in order to pull this off, they have to sell their part of the company to, uh, to Chris Meyer. Um, so they end up actually selling their position in Evan Root Motors. Wow. So Evan Root sells Evan Root. Yes. Evan Root sells Evan Root. And that's going to be important later because then we see that, um, when he, when he comes back, now this is a very clever man, Scott. Let's not forget that mm-hmm. how just how clever this fellow is because he told his wife he wouldn't work for five years, but somehow when those five years are up, <laughs> he comes back and he's got a new uh, motor. He's got a brand new idea. Yeah, now this thing has twice as much horsepower as mm-hmm. the original, so it's up up to three. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. Three horsepower. It weighs less. Yeah. And it has a twin cylinder. And it's made out of aluminum. Yes, and it's made out of aluminum, which Significant is very energy. innovative. Yeah. yeah, and from what I hear, this engine is very well machined. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's very very precise. This yes. engine, and it's very light. And uh, what was it called? In fact, light is in the the title of it, the name of it. Um, they called it the Elto. Elto. Elto engine, which stood for. Um, hang on a second. It stood for the um, Evinrude Light Twin Outboard. Mm. ELTO. The Elto. twin being a reference to the twin cylinders. Twin cylinders, that's right. But this is a, this is a significant, um, um, step up from the engine that he had produced prior to that point, right? Yeah. And, and it's, it's definitely an evolution in, ter- in several terms. Mm-hmm. It's a much more sophisticated engine. It's arguably more reliable as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Chris Meyer, who, you know, Ollie out of loyalty brings this to Chris Meyer and says, Hey man, look at, look at this thing. Yeah. You like that first one, right? Let's start making these. And Chris Meyer goes, ah. Gonna hang on to the Evan Rude name. Yeah. Stick with what I'm doing. I'm gonna keep your last name and your, yeah, and your, your <laughs> other, uh, your first engine and the yeah. stuff we came up with after that. Yeah. And so Ollie has to start his own company, which leads to a very weird thing. Um, which is called Elto. Elto, yeah. yeah, which uh, which is fine. Yeah, but um, can you imagine if you've got if you have Scott Benjamin Motors and you have to leave Scott Benjamin Motors and then someone else owns Scott Benjamin Motors and they hang on to it and you're selling this new thing, but against the company that has your so name. So you're competing against Evan Rude's competing against his own name. It's sort of it reminds me of that and uh, his own product. Yes. Wow. It reminds me of that time. Um, remember uh, Credence Clearwater Revival? <laughs> yes. When yes. when the, he got sued for plagiarizing himself? Yeah. yeah. It reminds it reminds me of that. Like that Credence came. Credence Clearwater Revisited or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I forget what the. I don't know. There was some funny thing about that, but. So he's got so he's got his own company and he's competing with his old company, and then other companies are jumping onto the outboard motor. Idea, especially mm-hmm. around the Great Lakes. Sure, yeah. There's, um, you know, the Mercury. There's Johnson. I, I, I don't know about the timing of all these. Yeah, so yeah. I have to get that straight. But these guys all come into the fray. This is uh, this this gets really complicated really quickly here with all the uh, the mergers and the mm-hmm. uh, acquisitions that are happening between um, all these outboard motor companies, and it gets really complicated. Later, we'll find out um, um, what where it stands today. Yes. But um, it, this t- period of time here is very, very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're, you're right. He hangs on to this Elto company and um, he's actually competing with Myers Evinrude Company, which yes. is so – this is so odd. This is still weird. Yeah, it is, is weird. Now, uh, now, yeah, we'll go up – we'll go up to the present day. So he's got – he's got this stuff and they're still working on the um, – <clears throat> they're still working on innovations in motoring technology, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so he's got a, he's got his new company and he's, let's go up to the twenties, right? Sure. Um, all right. So the late twenties. Yeah. The late twenties. Uh, so Bess and Oli are the only people who are owning this one this okay. time around. Mm-hmm. No, no outside ownership. Um, and he makes the manufacturing equipment and, and she's the secretary and treasurer and stuff. So they're still playing kind of the same roles they had previously. Okay. Uh, but they, they have a 
they have a little bit of a struggle, of course, because we all know about the late 1920s mm-hmm. and the Depression. Yeah, but he did have a successful engine yes. at that time. He had he had the quad, which mm-hmm. was the 1928 quad, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's something that's carrying them uh, through the end of the 20s, and this is uh, you know the quad, as the name implies, yeah, um, is a four cylinder engine, which was really, I mean. Well, I mean, twice twice as much as the other one, or twice as big as mm-hmm. the last one, of course, with the twin cylinder. But um, this is the first one to pass the forty mile per hour mark on the water, which is really impressive. I mean, this this thing was uh, it's very very strong motor, and we're yeah. talking about forty miles per hour now versus you know these little one and a half horsepower engines that the company started with. Mm-hmm. Uh, power and speed are starting to become uh, the thing that people want now. Right, and they did. And there's something that people started counting, out, which is very funny because I'm sorry. Let me interrupt myself. No, that's <laughs> the, right. The uh, Scott Scott and I checked out this film about the Ollie Evanrude story. <laughs> did you Did you see parts of it? I watched it, and you know what? It, it's four parts, right? Yeah. And I thought after the first one, I didn't think I could stand it anymore. <laughs> and I, I watched the second part, and it started off with a folk song. Yes, and it's from, and it turns out that this thing was produced in 1974. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've listened to the lyrics of these songs, because yeah. and I had to keep watching because they had some really interesting footage of of current Evan well Evan Rude's up in, in the 70s, right? Contemporary. It was a really yeah. interesting story. I mean, the the story was kind of strange. Yeah, but uh, the songs were really really different. Folksy. The songs the songs save. That life story, man. Let's be honest. I, I, I think so. Yeah, I think they do. But they were odd songs. I mean, it's it's folk songs about an outboard motor. Yeah, and it's all very the, it's very neat. And all the pleasures of watercraft, and and uh, it was really yeah. it was really interesting to watch. It's on YouTube, and you can't really predict when the songs come in either. No, it's kind of crazy. It was a it's a weird story. But yeah, so we um, it's funny because in that life story, there's this part where. He talks about how racing is just not what oh, outboard yeah. motors are about. Yeah, yeah, he's he's convinced that mm-hmm. no one wants the speed and power thing. Yeah, because it's a it's a more of a family experience. But, oh, and, uh, and Bess agreed. She said, "Oh no, women don't want that. Women don't want speed. Women don't want power." Sorry, Bess. Sorry, this is all about the family. Can't be right about everything. Nobody's right all the time, except arguably Scott. And so <laughs> they they <laughs> they hadn't counted though that. That they would be wrong about this. And so, you know, we've mentioned Johnson Motor Company. Uh, they come out with a motor that weighs like nearly a hundred pounds. Yeah. And this is another small company that started in the twenties, right? Mm-hmm. Johnson Motor Company started in Indiana, I believe. Three brothers, uh, started in the 1920s and they, they, it was like some, again, this is out of necessity. They just decided to build an engine to get themselves to, I think it was like a walnut gathering spot or something like that up <laughs> right. the Wabash River. So um, this is, you know, basically the, the the Johnson Motor Company only existed as the Johnson Motor Company from 1921 until about 1935, believe it or not, and, you know, exclusively yeah. as Johnson Motor Company. After that, it, it fell into this, uh, this big conglomeration that we'll talk about in a moment here. But, um, it, you know, the, the 1930s were a difficult time for any organization to remain afloat here in the United States in the late 20s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. Very few made it. And Johnson happened to be one of those that just was struggling because people didn't have money for, um, you know, things like outboard motors, things that they didn't mm-hmm. necessarily need. It was more of a luxury at that point. So, yeah. So we see these mergers occurring in uh, like 1929. We've got a merger um, 
where the Lockwood Motor Company from Jackson, Michigan and uh, Elto um, combined to form the Outboard Motors Corporation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, OMC. and doesn't Briggs and Stratton have something to do with this too? That's in the 19, in 1926. Yeah, uh, the, Briggs the, is the uh, chairman. Yeah, so that's Stephen right. Briggs. Briggs, Briggs, yeah, this is Briggs and Stratton. And mm-hmm. So this is the beginning of a lot of these these companies that make these small engines. But mm-hmm. um, founded by Stephen Briggs and Harry Stratton, um, the original Everett Motor Company was sold to Briggs and Stratton in Milwaukee uh, in 1926. Yes, and, and now trust me, folks, this gets confusing. So uh, we're trying to. to Put together about five different pieces pieces of paper here to make one concise <laughs> history, and it's it's difficult. But yeah, um, you know, the the funny thing is about the you know the Briggs and Stratton company. They decided that they weren't going to do outboard motors, and mm-hmm. now they own Evinrude. Okay, so there's there's several points here where Evinrude was just about gone. We yeah. probably never would have heard his name. It would have been an antique that we'd see in a museum, and that's it. Yeah, it would have been a hey, looky there. And, and now and I bet it. Ben, I bet it's one of those things that if you say Evinrude Motors, I bet a lot of people know that's a boat motor. Yes, I would think. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, it's just it's commonly known. But um, they they decided that they didn't want to. But um, one of the chairmen, um, well, actually um, Briggs, decided that no, we're going to keep Ollie Evinrude around, and we're going to keep you know Elto Motors around, and we're going to continue mm. to produce these motors. It's smart choice, uh, too. exactly. Yeah, and they uh, that's when they that's part of this Outboard Motors Corporation that you mentioned, which mm. is OMC. Yes. Okay. So I think we're caught up now. We're caught up. Yes. I'm sorry. I was, I was, I was uh, jumping around with some stuff. And That's it, all right. It's true because it's almost – you get this picture of people just juggling company names. Yeah. But these mergers, again, because of the time and history, these mergers took place out of necessity. Yeah, that's right. And if you want – I mean if you want, I got a couple more here. Lay it on me. All right. So in 34 – Oh, you know what? 34 is a significant year for a couple of reasons. So actually, yes. 33 is a significant year, too. Yeah. That's the year that uh, Bess passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, her illness, she was ill. We mentioned earlier in 1914 she was ill, and I think that was just an exhaustion yeah. thing. I don't know exactly what happened in 33, but Bess passed away. And as you can imagine, he was uh, – Ollie was devastated by the whole thing, right? Sure. Um, it's just yeah. a year later when he passed away in 1934. So mm-hmm. um, Evinrude was out of the picture at that point. Now, they had a son, Ralph, mm-hmm. and Ralph inherited the presidency of Evinrude, right? He, or OMC. Of yeah. OMC. He See, takes the reins there. I'm confused again. Um, and about that same time, this is something that I had no idea, yeah. they start producing lawn tractors. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, small motors, it makes sense, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Lawn and, tractors. And they also buy Johnson Motors. Yeah. And the, you know who the lawn tractor name was? What was the lawn tractor name? Lawn Boy. You've heard of Lawn Boy, yeah. uh, you know, garden tractors or, or push mowers. Yeah. Lawn Boy is still around. You can still buy a Lawn Boy um, um, push oh, yeah. mower, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is uh, that is an, originally an Evinrude company. It was founded by the Evinrudes. And also, uh, I'm really glad that you bring up the fact that they make uh, the lawn boy. Uh, they made lawn boy mowers as well, because although we do talk about the invention of a reliable, practical outboard motor uh, that takes off and is very successful, uh, it's easy to forget that that's not the only thing Evinrude himself did. Mm-hmm. I mean, we also have like the uh, we've talked about the big four, the quad. Um, he also made the first electric starter for an outboard oh, motor. Oh, yeah. He had a ton of industry first, didn't he? It's crazy. It yeah. makes sense, I guess, when you think that, you know, he's the, he's the original, really the, the, the first and I want to say first inventor of it, but he's yeah. not, but the first one to make a practical outboard sure. motor. So that, that 
kind of goes along with that, that you'd have a lot of industry firsts. Right. It's like everything you do that works is yeah. an industry first. You know, you know, one of the other industry firsts again? What's that? Uh, the exhaust that was outputted through the propeller hub. Um, up until that point, the exhaust was exhausted on top of the water out by the, up by the driver or mm. the, the uh, person handling the, the motor. And they ran it down through the prop. Um, out through the hub, and that actually increased the speed of the motor as well. So now the exhaust <laughs> is down Neat. below the water. Yeah. Um, that's, it, that's just one example. And then they had, mm-hmm. um, other things like, you know, gear shifts and, um. Folding uh, shafts. Exactly. Folding shafts. You could fold up your, your, uh, your outboard motor and take it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, just a ton of industry first. If you look through the history, you'll find that he had a lot of, uh, there's a lot of firsts there. And also, uh, he, <clears throat> or I guess not him, but after his death, the company continued. Uh, both the Evan Rude Motor Company that he no longer owned. Yeah, through Ralph. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, or that's, no, that's OMC. Oh, darn. OMC through yeah. Ralph. Yeah, we're, you guys see, we're having, we're having a time with this. Sure. Um, but the OMC expands it. It's working, um, to provide motors during World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're getting, when you're a manufacturing company and you get business from the military, yeah. uh, you're doing pretty well, yeah. usually. Yeah, and you remember a lot of, uh, of course, automobile production stopped. Yep. It makes sense that, you know, something like you know, somebody who's making outboard marine engines would, would stop as well. And, mm-hmm. or at least for consumer production, they're going to make military products. They're going to, they're going to build, um, they're going to build motors for the boats that are storming the beaches, things like yeah. that. Yeah. And, uh, that's exactly what they did. And today you can still go visit the, uh, Evan Root, like they have a website. You can check out the Evan Root company. Mm-hmm. Um, OMC, I believe, was acquired. Ah, uh, yes. Here we go. Okay. Um, still shuffling papers here, but in 2001, this goes all the way up to 2001. Now remember, you've got all these other companies we talked about, you know, Elto and Evan Root and yeah. Johnson Motors. They're all under one umbrella now, OMC. Well, in March of 2001, um, OMC was just about ready to go under. Yep. And, uh, they were purchased by a can, a Canadian company. Um, and I'm going to give a shot at this. It's, it's, uh, it's BRP, which is, um, Bombardier. Ah. Is that it? I don't know. Bombardier? I, I think that's it. Bombardier, Bombardier. <laughs> Recreational Products. It's BRP. I'll just call it BRP. All right. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a Canadian company and they, you know, the reason that that name may be familiar to you. Now, now there's still, you can still search for johnsonmotors.com. You can mm-hmm. search for evanrudemotors.com. Yep. You can search for, um, I don't know about Elto. I don't think that's around anymore, but, um, no, but not. those companies still exist under BRP. Mm-hmm. And, um, now remember OMC is, was purchased by, uh, Bombardier. <laughs> and, uh, the ones that, one thing that we've, we've mentioned this company before recently, Ben, BRP. Uh, they make that three-wheel trike, uh, the Roadster. Yeah. That, uh, it looks like a motorcycle. You've seen a lot of them on the streets now. Mm-hmm, Two mm-hmm. wheels out front, one in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, seen Cat a lot of them around design. town. Yeah, exactly. But they also manufacture, uh, CD, CD watercraft, Learjets. They make locomotives and, you know, just other recreational vehicles of all wow. kinds. So, uh, this Canadian company is really big. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad, I'm really glad that, you know, just, it, it's incredible how this name is hung on as long as it has. Yes. Uh, from 1907 or was it 9? 1909, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to the Evan Rude site, there's a 100th anniversary video that you can watch. Not the one that we talked about before, but a different one. Uh, there's a timeline that you can go through year by year, decade by decade, you know, to see what's going on with Oli and, and mm-hmm. the company and how it, it, it really has, it's a remarkable story. 
how it's hung on from that far ago, that, that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, through all these acquisitions and, and mergers and everything, I just can't believe that Evinrude name has been able to hang on this long. I think, you think one of these bigger companies would have just absorbed it and said, no, we're taking your product and we're going to call it this. Yeah, we're going to call it the, uh, Spectroswim. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You would think because there's so many manufacturers now. I mean, outboard motor manufacturers. I mean, if you, there's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of competition, overseas competition for these as well. There's, you know, there's, there's Alpha and Gull and Honda and Nissan, Suzuki, yeah. Yamaha. They all make outboard motors. Sure. Um, and then of course we talked about Evinrude, Johnson, Mercury. You know, these have mm-hmm. all fallen under the umbrella of other bigger companies now, but, um, I don't know. Interesting history for outboard motors. I had no idea there was this much to it. And I also had no idea, I guess, what a formative role Oli Evinrude plays in the history of uh, motoring, really. Yeah, and and some and I mean Evinrude to play into the Johnson history. I thought that was completely separate, and mm-hmm. you know, all the way through history, I had no idea that they they would combine at some point. I didn't know that, um, you know, that he actually was the 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 first patent holder for uh, this this this. Um, what do you call it? A practical marine a propulsion practical, system. Yeah, marine yeah. propulsion system. And how many industry firsts were come to come about yeah. by that? And I mean, just an incredible guy. And I mean, to be the the founder of Lawn Boy and um, mm-hmm. um, all the other things that they come with, you know, just being there throughout the history of this company, it's incredible. Also, thanks for the uh, Harley Davidsons there. Yeah, Holy, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we've uh, we hope that we've given you a look at one of the I would say one of the less famous uh, formative figures of, of motor history. Oh, I think so. I mean, hopefully yeah. now people know about him and uh, will spread the word because uh, he plays a big, big role in, uh, in some major advancements. And what I would like to hear, uh, I don't know what you want to hear more about, Scott, but from our listeners, I would like to hear some more information about boats that you own or your experience boating um, and you can let us know at Facebook and Twitter. You can find us on our, uh, or you can read more on our website, HowStuffWorks.com. And if you have a suggestion for a topic or you want to uh, add something to the discussion about Mr. Evan Root, please send us an email at CarStuff at HowStuffWorks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. If you haven't heard, it's a good idea to fit probiotics into your daily routine. Fortunately, Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls make that so easy. These adorable little pearls couldn't be easier to take, and they support both digestive and vaginal health. All because of the probiotics. There are actually 1 billion active cultures protecting against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort, all in one tiny little pearl. 
To learn more about Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls and how they can fit into your routine, visit naturesway.com. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.